Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called God Is. Today's sermon is entitled, God Is Where We Turn When We're Frustrated, Part 1. Have you ever been frustrated about things? Man, life can be very frustrating. So today we're going to learn how we can deal with our frustration and where God is when we are frustrated. So today sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right. I'm excited today to be continuing our series, God Is. God Is. And today's sermon, and, and forgive me because I forgot to tell my buddy back that I changed it. Uh, but today's sermon is entitled, you ready? Where to turn when you are frustrated. God is where to turn when you're frustrated. Man, I don't know about you guys, but... I've been very frustrated in my life. Have you ever been frustrated? I know for me, I woke up this morning, I left the fire station, I come all the way home, and I noticed that it was starting to rain. And the further I got north, the harder it started to rain. Man, I don't know about y'all, but trying to carry stuff like computers and backpacks and bags into your house, and the rain is, man, it's, it can be intense. And, and I was like, man, I'm going to get my computer messed up. I mean, it's frustrating, frustrating. You know what else is frustrating? When it rains, I can't cut my grass. Some of you are probably saying, man, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I don't have to cut my grass. I don't get out there. I don't have to labor. But I like my grass to be cut. I like it to be pretty. I like it to be nice and neat. I'm pretty sure my neighbors like it to be nice, cut, and clean as well. But I know for me, like, it's frustrating when it does rain. It's frustrating. Man, there's other things that frustrate me a lot too. And maybe some of these things frustrate you as well. World events that take place. Some of the world events, you turn on the news for any given moment of time or you go to TikTok where most of us get our information from. Amen. <laughs> and you get frustrated. You're like, you believe what Trina and Sally sued and went out there and done in the world. Now I'm frustrated. Man, it aggravates me. Gas prices are up. <laughs> it frustrates me. Last year, I could take my truck, and I could have put about $40 in it, $45 in it. Now it's $120, man. I, it's killing me. It's breaking me. It's frustrating. You know, that's just frustrating when you work all these hours, and you're working, and, and you're working hard, and, and you get your paycheck, and all of a sudden, man, you look at that, that big number to the side, and then... You look at it and you see what the check actually is. That's frustrating. It's frustrating. No, that's just frustrating. This gets me a lot, and, and maybe it gets you. But if I tell somebody, hey, I'm, I'm going to meet you at, at uh, uh, the skating ring at 2 o'clock, you about bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be there at 145 because uh, I like to be places early. And, and it drives me nuts when, when I tell somebody I'm going to be there and I'm late. Ooh, it drives me nuts. I'll tell you. It's frustrating. But typically when I tell you I'm going to meet you somewhere, maybe I have to stop along my way to get gas or run into Walmart or the gas station to pick up a drink or, or whatever. Sometimes when I do this, I always, always get behind that slow person. Someone in front of me has an issue. All of a sudden, man, their transaction didn't go through or they need a price check on an item. I'm like, man, I got to be somewhere. I got to, I'm going to be late. It's frustrating. 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 And have y'all ever scrolled through social media and you're like, man, they're on vacation again. <laughs> How'd I get to go on all these trips? 
here they are, they're over here, they're at Myrtle Beach, and now they're in, uh, uh, where'd you go check? <laughs> I'm not talking about you, but I'm just trying to think of places. I went to the mountains, and now they're uh, up north to, at the Hershey, Pennsylvania. Man, why they, man, they're getting on my nerves. It's frustrating. I work so hard, and I can't go on no trips like this. Online games, y'all feel the same way as I do? Social media aggravates me sometimes. You know what else aggravates me about social media and cell phones? It's when I'm trying to look at something or I'm trying to go to, to a video or a song and all of a sudden it starts buffering or loading and it takes forever. Amen, preacher? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I mean? It's frustrating. These things are frustrating. <laughs> oh, man. So where do we turn when we're frustrated? Where do we turn to? Where do we turn to? When we're frustrated. Psalms 102 gives us a, a good example of this. It says, hear my prayer, Lord. Let me cry for help. Uh, let, let me cry for help come to you. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. For my days vanish like smoke. My bones burn like glowing embers. My heart is brightened and withered like grass. I forget to eat my food. All right, moms, I'm going to pick on y'all for a second. Y'all ready for this? How many of y'all's ever locked yourself in the bathroom because your kids are driving you insane? They're driving you nuts. And, and maybe dads, you've done this too. Or maybe uh, you don't have kids. Maybe your nieces and nephews are over. Or maybe you're just trying to hide from a family member. You're like, dear God, you're going to have to help me today. God, if you hear my call for help. Anybody ever locked yourself in the bathroom or, or your bedroom? You're like, dear God, just give me five minutes. <laughs> just give me five minutes. And all of a sudden, uh, parents, you may know this. And, your kids are starting to stick their fingers up under the door like, I know you're in there. I know you're in there. What are you doing in there? I just need something. I need this. I need that. I know for Tasha, she gets frustrated a lot because the kids are constantly asking her to do, hey, mom, will you do this? Mom, will you do that? Mom, 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 mom. And she finally looked at him and said, hey, you have a daddy too. Go say, daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> you know what daddy does oftentimes? Go ask your mama. <laughs> Go ask your mama. But here in Psalms, I mean, he, they were praying this prayer. He was praying out, God, please hear my cry for help. Anybody ever prayed that prayer? God, please hear me out. So hear me out, God. I'm frustrated. I need you to hear me. I need you to help me. Man, we live in a world that's constantly changing. Constantly. We're constantly seeing unstoppable and uncontrollable pace of things changing, right? Changing. I don't know if you guys are nerdy like me, but I like computers and the computer world, and I love just uh, technology in general, but technology is constantly changing. Most of the time, by the time you get your computer to your house and open it up and turn it on, it's obsolete. There's something out that's bigger and better. Every year, they're coming out with stuff that's better. I know when we got our, our recent upgrades to our cell phones, man, they were the best thing on the market. It was the best Samsung uh, Note that you can get. or I don't know what it is. It's one of those fancy phones. But it's the best one you can get. has a pen. has a stylus. You can do this. You can do that. You can do multiple things. It can do more than I don't even know how to use it. But as soon as we got it out of the box, as soon as we opened it up, and you get online, they're already talking about the next phone that's getting ready to come out. The next 
greatest thing that's fixing to take place. I don't know about y'all, but that's frustrating. I know for me, when I bought this brand new computer, I mean, it was nice. It was nice, and I was thoroughly ready to enjoy it. It was a gaming laptop. I was pumped. I was excited about it. I get it to the house, turn it on, and all of a sudden, I log into Facebook, and there's an advertisement because they know what I'm buying over here. And, and there's this thing coming saying, coming soon, a new upgrade. I'm like, but I just bought the latest, greatest thing. A world is constantly changing. Rules are changing. Uh, politicians are changing. Policies are changing. Our approvals changing. And by golly, gas prices keep changing. One minute, you're, I mean, it's like playing the lottery. Sometimes, sometimes you can go and you're going to pay four seventy eight, and you're, some days you're going to pay four nineteen, like I did this morning. It was four thirty eight yesterday, or the day before. The weather's all the time changing as well. Y'all know if you lived in North Carolina long enough, things are constantly changing. One minute it's hot. Next minute, it's really hot. Next minute, it's uh, raining outside. The next minute, it's hot again. The next minute, it's snowing. We have what we call bipolar weather here in North Carolina for the ones who may be on our online campus listening. We call it bipolar weather because it's constantly changing. Our music is constantly changing. Things that we used to do 10, 15, even 20 years ago is constantly has been changed. It's changing. Fashion changes. I've obviously haven't kept up with the latest, greatest fashions, but uh, fashion is changing. But you know what? There's also this thing called comeback that's happening too. Mullets are coming back. <laughs> Baggy jeans are coming back. You know what I'm saying? But everything changes in this world. You may have seen changes in your own very life. Maybe for the good, maybe for the bad. But whatever goes on in this world, you can count on one thing to be certain. That God is always consistent and never changed. Y'all hear me? Can, when everything else is changing all around you, you can always trust that God will never change. That's one thing we always can count on. And y'all look at this, Psalms 102, 25 through 27. In the beginning, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are, are the work. It tells us in, uh, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's where that comes from. That's what it's talking about. Now look at this. But verse 26, they will perish, but you remain. I love that. See, see, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he tells us this again in the, in, in the Psalms here. He says, in the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. But they will perish, but you will remain. You will remain. I don't know about y'all, but that excites me to knowing that God still remains. God still remains the same today as he was yesterday, as he'll be tomorrow. When I stumble and we fall and you stumble and you fall, guess what? The same God that loved you yesterday when you were praising God here at Medit Church and on our online campus and, and, and then he's going to love you the same as when you stumble and you fall on Monday. When you hit your finger and, and you yell that cuss word out or, or somebody does you wrong and you want to fight them or and you know, backstab or whatever, but God still loves you. The same love that he had for you, he still loves you unconditionally. They will not perish, but you remain. They will always wear out like a garment. Like clothes, you will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same. Your years will never end. All right, I'm going to talk about Taj again for a second. 
So I remember when we moved from um, China Grove, which is near Salisbury, North Carolina, to Pilot, uh, no, excuse me, to Mount Airy, we had this building out back, and there was clothes in it, clothes, old clothes. We've probably, probably been in this storage building for five years. And as we're getting ready to pack up things and move, I told Tasha, I said, hey, I said, let's go look at the building, let's see what's in there, let's start, let's start figuring out what we're going to take with us and what we're going to leave behind and get rid of. So I go out to the building, and open up this tote, and there's all these clothes in there. And I said, what are we going to do with these clothes? She goes, well, we're going to take them with us. We're going to take them with us. I'm like, no, can you wear them? Ah, Mike can. I don't know, I'm not for sure. I think they fit when I put them in the tote. I said, do they fit now? I don't know. I'd have to try them on. I said, either try them on or let's get rid of them. But I, but, but I want to keep them just in case. Just in case I change my figure a little bit. Just in case I change just a tad bit, I can fit back in those clothes. I had clothes in there too that I'm like, man, I used to could wear that. It was a large. Uh, I ain't seen large in a long time. And I'm like, listen, let's get, I'm getting rid of it. It doesn't fit. I'm not going to change that much. My figure isn't going to change that much for me to wear these clothes. But they were garments. Things in this earth, they're going to perish. Maybe you had that favorite pair of jeans or that favorite t-shirt and after you wear it a lot and if you work in it or you wash it often or, or whatever the case may be, eventually it's going to dwindle away. But one thing that remains always is the love of God. The love that he has for each one of us. Oh man, I'm pumped up. Uh, Malachi 6 and 3. I, the Lord, do not change. You hear that? He tells us in the scripture, he says, I, the Lord, do not change. He doesn't change who he is. He doesn't change his love for you. When it seems like you're the man in the story we talked about a couple weeks ago where he cried, where he went to Jesus and he said, hey, my daughter is sick. I need you to come. I need you to come with me. And Jesus stopped on the way to touch somebody else. That doesn't mean that God didn't love him. That doesn't mean that his love stopped. Nothing changed about the situation at hand. Nothing changed. But our perspective and our life and our human side of us tell us, hey, God forgot about us. God doesn't love you. The enemy wants you to, to know, and the enemy's going to constantly breathe into your mind and tell you, hey, you're not good enough. You're a failure. God doesn't love you. See, he stopped and blessed somebody else before he blessed you. Sometimes that's what it takes because God's unchanging. Sometimes he has to make a stop in the middle. Oh, Hebrews 3 and 8, this is where we get this from. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday today and forever, Hebrews 3 and 18. Put that back over here. Pull to me, peepers. <laughs> what do you mean he's here forever? He's here forever. How does God constantly love me? I mess up. I'm taking some classes currently and I'm working on some things and sit down, I had a few classes I had to take online. <laughs> I was sitting down yesterday, and, and it's real time, so I got to get in there. It won't let me skip through it. Um, I had, so it's real time, so I had to sit down, I had to watch this presentation, or I could just kick back, relax, and watch Netflix on my phone. I'm just kidding. I had to watch this presentation. But, 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 so it's real time, so it's going through this thing. It's about a two and a half hour class that I'm having to sit here and listen to this guy lecture, monotone, it was aggravating, and then I had to go through and I had to take a test. 
had to take this test. And man, it was aggravating. I didn't think it was ever going to end. And I got frustrated. I got frustrated because every time I'd take the test, I'd fail the test. And then I had to wait 90 minutes before I could take the test again. 90 minutes come back by, I made a worse grade on the next time than I did the first time. I'm like, what in the world? So I started researching. I started looking up some things. Man, it began to get frustrating because I didn't feel like it was ever going to end. And then I realized there was a book I was supposed to have for the class that they didn't nobody tell me about. <laughs> and then I found the answers and I knew what I needed to do and I finally passed it. But it seemed never ending. And sometimes it's what I think God's love is like. It's never ending. And I know what it's like because I know when I begin something and I begin this life, he began to love me before I was, he took my first breath in this world. He tells us in the Bible, he knew us in our mother's womb. And it's so great to know that he began to love me that very moment that we were conceived. And he loved you. And, and so, so forever and ever and ever, Jesus is forever. It's never ending. Like my class, when I thought it was never going to end. It was never going to reach the ending point. It's the same way love of God is. It's never ending. Never ending. All right. And it's always been that way since the beginning. See, he loved us. Uh, he created the heavens and the earth, and he, and he loved Adam, and he created Adam, and he loved Adam enough to say, hey, he needs a partner. She created Eve, and, and, and you know, of course, the story goes on in the, the garden that Eve ate the fruit that God told him not to eat, and she took the fruit to Adam, and like, Adam, hey, eat this. We'll be smarter than God. They were deceived. They sinned, sin entered the earth. But God's love never ended with them because God could have simply said, okay, you know what? You've done what I told you not to do, so I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you out for doing what I told you not to. Parents, how many times do you want to take your kids out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, do, they, 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 you tell them not to do something, and all of a sudden they do exactly what you tell them not to do. It drives me nuts all the time. Which time? I didn't know. <laughs> but the same way, God's, God could have easily ended us, ended all creation, and started over. But he said, no, I'm going to give you a second chance because I love you. I love my creation. He said, it is good when he created it. And so, long story short, he continued to love us and love on this earth and, he ended, and, and love the people of it, and he sent his son Jesus to die on this earth and on the cross for each one of us. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Oh, man. I don't know about y'all, but that gets me excited. <laughs> if God is perfect, then he's got to expect me to be perfect, right? The Bible tells us we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. See, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, sin was introduced into the world, into the human body, and that's when sin took place. It goes on to tell us that we're born into sin. And it's up to each one of us as individuals to make a decision for Christ. And God gives us that opportunity to do that. And we give you guys an opportunity to do that each and every week. <laughs> so we're going to do that here shortly. But we don't have to be perfect. It's just a misconcept about churches. Well, Pastor Michael, 
I would come to your church, but there's the, I, I'm not the perfect person. I want to get my life straightened up before I start coming to your church. Hey, I want you to come anyway. Because guess what? We're a church of, un, uh, of unperfect people. Or imperfect, whichever proper word is supposed to be in English type of terminology. But we're, we're imperfect people. We're not perfect. Who's in here is perfect? Anybody want to be perfect? If you are, share your secret because I need to know it. But listen, listen, none of us are perfect. And if you're on our online campus and you're, and you're struggling, it's like, man, I want to come to church, but I don't want to be judged. Here at Metro Church, we wrap our loving arms around you and let God restore the brokenness in our lives. That's what makes us unique because we're going to say, hey, you know what? You sin and you've fallen short of the glory. Me too. We love you, but let's let God restore you and fix you. Because guess what? God could do more in a, in, in a moment than I could do in 10,000 lifetimes. Now, don't go out freely sinning now. Don't do that. <laughs> you hear me? I can't get better. I can't improve. I'm frustrated all the time. Nothing in my life seems to go right. Where do I go? What do I do? Everything, every time I seem to get ahead, I take 10 steps back. God said, I am the Lord and I do not change. Trust in me. Lean into me. Last week we talked about our giving and our finances and how God, if we trust him, he's going to open up the floodgates of heaven and bless us. And then he goes on to say, hey, just try it and see. I encourage you today to go back, one, listen to that message if you missed it. Two, trust God, not only with your finances, but with your health, your mind, your kids, your, uh, your relationships, anything that you're dealing with, trust in God with and give him not just a portion, but everything, your whole self. I'm going to close with this. See, God doesn't change. If God doesn't change, can he change my mind? If God's never changing, can he change my mind? There's a lot of stubborn people out in this world. I mean a lot. <laughs> Amen. I've had people, they want to sit down and they want to, they want to like Bible books drive me and battle me. And I'm like, listen, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just going to tell you what God's book says. And I'm going to tell you that he loves you. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But listen, listen. And it's a hard question. But if we pray and we keep seeking after him and we keep trusting him, it says God is not a man and he does not lie. Y'all hear me? God is not a man and he does not lie. He's not a human, so he does not change his mind. Listen, we can go around all day long and all, all we can to justify why we're sinning. We can do it all day long, but it doesn't change the mindset. Sin is sin, and the wages of sin is death. Woo! Y'all hear that? We can sit here all day long and do everything we can we can pull up studies after studies to justify why we're doing what we're doing, but does it make it right? Because God's mind doesn't change. The wages of sin is death, and death is hell. There's a man named Moses in the Bible. Moses was called by God. And, 
and the Israelites, they were in captivity. They, the Pharaoh and his army, they, they were doing bad things to them. They were enslaved, enslaving the Egyptians. And, and man, it was just a bad time. I wouldn't want to live in that time. And, and, and God came to Moses and said, hey, I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him to free my people. And if he doesn't free my people, this is what's going to happen. And sure enough, these things come to pass. And Pharaoh finally said, okay, fine, Moses. Your people are free. Go, get out of here. Well, of course, Pharaoh didn't like this whole ordeal of all these people, all these slaves going out. So he said, hey, okay, all right, army, go get them. And on the way, on the way now, here's Moses. And they get to the Red Sea. They get to the sea there, and, and there's water. And here comes Pharaoh's army in behind them. But listen, listen, God already told Moses, I'm going to free my people. I'm going to free you, and I'm going to free my people. Because when God says it, it's going to be done. And nothing's going to change his mind. If God's calling you to do something, nothing's going to change it. Nothing's going to stop it. It may seem like it. the army's coming. The army's coming after him. The army may be coming at you in your life because God's called you to do something. It may seem like all hope is gone. But God is in the middle. And the people were questioning, Moses, we would have been better off by dying by the hands of Pharaoh than being out here and dying in the wilderness and the, and the army's coming after us. We would have been better off, Moses. Where is God at? Y'all check this out, check this out, check this out. And then God provided a way out. So long story short, the Red Sea opened. Moses and the people crossed it. Pharaoh's army come in behind them and the floods and the water caved in on them and killed off Pharaoh's army. But what's significant about this is God kept his promise. God was unchanging. His mind was already set. Just like a teenager me and a young man, I was called to do ministry. I was called to preach the gospel and I run from God. God said, you're called and you're marked. You're going to do something big in this life. And you're going to change people for me. And I give God all the praise and the glory. But I run from myself. Oh, ain't going to happen. And I ain't going to do it. But God's mind was already made up about me. And when we, when we started the process of the church, and we started the process, we seemed it looked like Pharaoh's army was coming after us. But we kept driving, we kept pushing, we kept believing that God was going to keep what he had called us to do. Sure enough, he has, and his mind's made up, and his mind's unchanging. But we have to put our trust in him. We have to keep moving forward. Because if he could do it for Moses, if he could do it for Noah, if he could do it for David, if he could do it for anybody else in the Bible, if he can perform miracles after miracles, he could do it for us. Because he's the same God yesterday as he is today. And he will be forever. So give your whole trust to God today. Guys, if you can stand with me this morning, let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you for everything that you do in our lives. God, we may not understand the things that you've called us to do, God. God, we may not understand and we may get frustrated. It may get hard. It may get difficult, God. But God, your plan and your mind is made up for us. God, I pray for those that are, that are trying to justify their sins today, God. God, the, the reveal to them that sin is sin and the wages of sin is death. God, there's no justification in sinning, God. 
God, I pray for those that are dealing with things and struggling with things, God. God, that you will touch their life. That, God, that you will intervene right now, right where they're at, God. God, whether they're here in person on their online campus, God. And, God, somebody may listen to this later on. God, touch them right where they're at in this very moment. God, it will help us to give our whole self to you. God, continue to love us. Even when we stumble. And it will remind us constantly that you're there and loving us each and every day. If you'd like to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Help me when I stumble and I fall. God, and always remind me that you love me. Give me in my mistakes. And help me when I get frustrated to turn it around and keep focused on you. Name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.